Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one. Okay, we are live and we have a really fun show for you guys today. Julie and I have a lot of really great things to share with you that hopefully you guys will be feeling energized and motivated by. I realize that we have to often provide a magnetic pull away from the uh, precipice of bad news and that's what we're going to be doing on today's show. Now, we're not you know, ever going to meander down the mindset path because that's frankly a bunch of mental fluff that gets you nothing. It's kind of the caffeinated hit that wears off after two seconds. Our um, philosophy of life and business and certainly our coaching program is always rooted in action. That's the end of the day. That's the only thing that's going to make the difference. It's not what you think. It's not what you feel. It's what you do and the people you help. And so we're going to, you know, live that mission with all of you today. So Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes, thank you. I think we do have a lot of uh, fun, exciting, upbeat things to share, which I've been very much looking forward to. So uh, ready to start when you are. Do you want to start with some of the not so fun, not beat droll news? (laughs) Just so we can stay consistent? There's always that. Um, Well, the good news is that there's more PPP money that should be signed into place today, about $310 billion worth. Remember, the first round was $359 billion, and it took a little bit less than two weeks to eat all of that up, and that was before there was a lot of press about it. So I would expect this to go very quickly. Um, other good news is some of you guys have been fighting with your banks, whether you know what kind of fiery burning hoops they want to send you through because they feel like it. If you have a PayPal account, you can apply for the PPP using PayPal, and it is vastly easier, maybe take you about 10 minutes or so. Right. And to get a PayPal account, it's nothing. It's super simple to do. But that seems to be the fast path to getting a PPP in the front of the line um, because a lot of these banks honestly seem to be adding overlays to the process for no particular reason. They don't know what they're doing. Is the end of the day. I think day. they're just freaking out trying to protect their money. And, you know, well, if they can money. say no, well, right, their liquidity, I would say. It's not even their liquidity. Yeah. It's the SBA's money. All they're doing, yeah. the, the banks get paid a commission just for doing the loans. But the problem is, is the banks themselves don't have the staff to necessarily do so the loans. They're so, yeah. But anyway, um, moving forward. But not PayPal. I would imagine PayPal can totally handle that. So. It looks to me like they're doing the whole yeah. thing electronically. You and I logged yeah. in, looked at their whole process. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, leave it to a tech company. But and there they you didn't go. ask for anything weird. Um, they actually had a very functional platform. So if you haven't done it yet or you're having trouble with your local lender, then go that route. We actually did. Um, I personally did three or four um, PPP applications with coaching clients. So mm-hmm. they didn't know what to do. And I just literally, you know, screen shared with them. And I told them what to say and went through the whole process. So I've been through the process personally uh, a number of times and it's not difficult. So you have no excuse is what we're telling you. Yep. Definitely go the pay, pay, PayPal route. And remember for the PPP money, it starts out as a loan, but then it converts to a grant if you follow the relatively simple rules. So I would guess that none of you will end up having a loan that you have to repay. So take full advantage of this, guys. And whatever the government's going to offer you in whatever form they're going to offer it to you, the answer is always 
Yes. Yes, Yes, please. Thank you. May I have more? Yes, that's right. So take it all. This is not uh, you standing in the food line. This is not you doing anything that's taking something away from somebody else. This money is literally never going to be repaid. The government's never going to pay back the trillions that it owes to, by the way, mostly itself. So don't worry about taking the money. This is all the sort of moral, uh, you know, I guess what you'd call them, what conundrums that a lot of us experience with the idea of taking money or taking any kind of handout is irrelevant with this particular thing because it's not the same. All right, um, other things. We are looking, you know, I don't, are there any other headlines you want to read, Julie? I sent you a bunch in your um, work. There's one that says housing demand may have started to bounce back from the coronavirus impact pending oh, home sales, measure of signed contracts, not closing. Signed contracts are about 32% low annually now, uh, lower, but week over week change in pending sales turned positive in the past seven days. Uh, then pending sales rose 6.2% week over week, uh, ending about April 19th. So that's good news. And we had anticipated a little bump as things uh, become a little bit more open. So pending home sales, let's see, again, uh, 32% lower annually, but uh, pending sales up 6% week over week. So, that's so what, what's going to happen, and it's kind of, I think all of you guys can sort of intuitively figure this out, is there's going to be some kind of pent-up demand uh, reprieve basically where the sales are going to increase. We do think, well, I mean, they're going to increase from what they are now, which is very low, but I think they're going to increase to the point where people, and I mean people being you guys, but also people being consumers are going to start to feel, you know, they're going to start feeling good again financially, but they're not going to, they're absolutely not going to return to anything that feels normal until there's either a vaccine or there is some sort of therapy for the coronavirus. And until that happens, everything's basically going to be in this abnormal state. So just mentally and emotionally, if you set yourself up as we're all starting to come out of our you know, forced, um, you know, quarantines, don't set yourself up to think you're going to walk back out and everything and everyone's going to be the same. It's not going to feel the same. And if you're, you know, not emotionally prepared for that, you're going to really burn it at both ends. So be very, very careful about that. We're in the, we're in the new abnormal and the way, and we're going to talk about this with a couple listener emails, the way you basically position yourself in this marketplace to really essentially fully take advantage of, um, what's going to happen next is that you have to get your skills, you have to increase your skill set. You have to know how to solve multitudes of problems for different kinds of situations. And, and for example, now when you walk into a seller's house, generally speaking, you have your listing, well, I mean, <laughs> many of you don't have a listing presentation, but if you have a Should. listing presentation, your pre-listing pack, you have a system you followed all the way through the boom, but guess what? Hardly any of that's gonna be relevant in this market because their needs are gonna change, their, their concerns are gonna change. Um, and really, there's two things that will always be headwinds to any sort of real, uh, any any chance of returning back to normal. And those two things are the unemployment rate is continually getting to the point where it's just, you don't even want to read it anymore. I mean, Julie's going to, she's Googling it right now. But the unemployment rate is something like, I think it's close to 20%, and which is basically more than even in the Great Depression. So what we're looking at right now, whether you want to hear these words or not, and I don't like saying them, and I'm here to tell you that it doesn't really matter. The words are just words. But we're in a recession and we're going to be in what's a depression. Or let me put it the other way. We're in a depression and what comes next is a recession. So as strange as it is to say, we're all looking forward to the recession. Okay, That's when actually things start to improve. But as things are declining like they are, that's literally a depression. You can visualize that in your head. That's what is going on, not just in the United States, but in the global economies now. Don't get stuck on those words. Don't worry about those words. They don't matter. They're just semantics. 
because in a market like this, there are people that have to do a real estate transaction. They're the same people that had to do real estate transactions before, but now generally speaking, they're more motivated. So in a market like this, if you know how to help people and essentially solve the problem that they have, which is going to be buying or selling a home, you're going to make a fortune. And what you're going to see, and we're, again, we're going to respond to a listener's email and talk about this, is that a different group of agents will generally be making the money in the marketplace versus the ones that were making money in the marketplace in the seller's market. And the different group, and if you want to be part of that different group, you have to learn how to help people. What will happen, and it always does happen, are the people that basically were successful in the last market were successful because primarily they're centers of influence and past clients. And what they're going to slowly discover is that the center of influence and past client people are not just going to do business with them just because they know them because their kids in the same swim team or they know each other at church or all these other usual social reasons. What's going to happen, Julie, that makes a lot of racket. Oh, sorry. What's going to happen is the sellers are going to be very selective on who they're going to work with. Um, and if you can't solve their specific group, their specific problems, they're not going to do business with you. And even more so, if you're... Um, business was predicated mostly on center of influence and past clients. In other words, people that you're friends or you're friendly with, and they're having financial problems or they're having marital problems that usually follow financial problems, they're not going to want to do business with you because they're not going to want you to know about their dirty laundry. Do you guys understand why most, even the most successful agents who have centers of influence and past clients-based businesses, do you see all the headwinds that they face, listeners? That's, again, one of the things that I see happening every time there's a shifting market is the center of influence past client agents. They get, the, they get dug in and they start doing more pop buys, more social things, but they don't learn the skills to solve these people's problems. And then these centers of influence and past clients types inevitably start using other agents that do have the skill set. So that's the type of thing that you guys have to look forward to. Um, and You know uh, what's really terrible about that? When that happens, and it does happen quite frequently in sure. an environment like this, they don't tell you. No. They don't, they don't want to have that weird relationship. They'll just be real quiet. And they won't mention it when you run into them at Target. Yep. She means the sellers. I mean, yeah. and that's what happens. Again, it happens. It, those The center of influence types, past client agent types, um, those are the first ones that suffer in a changing market like this. And they don't know why. And then when they, they experience this, you know, essentially the, the market rejecting them or their centers of influence and past clients rejecting them, they get these deep psychological scars. And what did I do wrong? Well, what you did wrong was you didn't communicate with your centers of influence and past clients, letting them know that you've received specialized training to help them specifically in a market like this. You didn't let them know that you know how to help them with a short payoff or a short sale. You didn't let them know how you can essentially help them with a mortgage forbearance. You didn't let them know how you could help them with a mortgage modification, a loan modification. You didn't help them know any of these things because you didn't know how to do it. And because somebody else solicited them, you know, maybe it was socially, maybe it was direct solicitation, you know, whatever. They did business with that person because you never did because you were too busy dropping off a pumpkin pie at their house in November, thinking that's what they needed when what they really needed was they needed help solving a big problem. I mean, Julie, that's, I mean, I'm trying to be yeah, snarky, no, but still. But, you know, we talk about this in Premier Coaching a lot, how to have those conversations. And a lot of that, you know, I remember back when we were having short sale conversations pre-recession where we learned a lot of this, where you don't make it really all about them. You make it about, you know, somebody that you just helped down the street or around the corner that had the exact same situation. And can I give you the same advice as I would, as I did them or the same advice I would give my own brother or sister, 
You know, you have to have a balance between delivering that message and doing it with in, you know, in a way that they're going to trust you and still hire you without is, making assumptions. This is, so. these, are, these are when we're talking to you guys about skills. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about getting you comfortable saying what maybe you don't want to say. Remember, guys, it's all about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's what this market is going to be about. Those of you who are longtime podcast listeners, which is literally tens of thousands of you, you've heard us say that a million times, and maybe you didn't fully understand where that, you know, the, the sort of you know, group of thoughts came from. It came from markets like this. It came from us selling real estate in a market like this. And then it came from us having to tell agents to, what to do in a market like this. And we're telling you now, this market's all about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Um, and you have to start with yourself. You have to do what you personally don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. How many of you guys have actually um, grabbed hold of the free coaching program that we're offered calling Premier Experience? How many of you are actually logging in and using the, all the content that we're creating for you? Now, it's, it's just a, you know, it's not even close to our normal Premier Coaching pro, uh, program. Don't think it is. I'm not giving that away no matter what. Okay, but it is it is a free coaching program that we did create for all of you to help you guys have an educational bridge out of the hole that many of you are going to find yourselves in. If you're not yet in that coaching program, just text the word survival to three one nine nine six. And when you do, you're going to log in. You're going to be you know send an activation uh, text back. You're going to activate your account. You're going to log in. You're going to go to the tab that says Premier Experience, a tile basically. You're going to click on it, and then you're going to see all the information how to get the forbearances, all the information how to get the SBA PPP loans, all the information how to get unemployment, all the information about all the things that you must do now to build your own financial lifeline. Don't just start. Some of you guys, so frustrating to be honest with you, it is. The word is frustrating. Where I get these texts and I get these emails from you and you start with I heard or I was told. Do not even waste my time with I heard or I was told. Because what you're doing is you're going to Facebook. You're going to people that mm -hmm. don't know what the hell they're talking about. You're getting advice from people who probably didn't even, who read it someplace else. In other words, people who have not taken the time yet to know what to essentially how to solve these problems. We have. That's the reason we're giving it to you. So just log in, get the information, text the word survival to 31996. That is the first thing that all of you must do urgently. Those three things, and maybe some of the others as we learn more programs are going to come out. We do believe that the government's going to continue unemployment beyond July. We do believe that there's going to be more programs that are going to come out that you're going to be able to take advantage of. And take advantage is what you should do. So when those programs become available, we will tell you. But you have to be part of that free coaching program. Free as a no strings attached. Just text the word survival to 31996. And remember, when this market does eventually turn around, who had your back, right? We did. So make sure you take ink. Just do everything we ask you to do. Otherwise, you guys won't be in real estate at the other end of this. And inside that free coaching program is our essentially a three-part report that we did. And it's called the Ultimate Agent Survival Guide. The first part is called Personal. The second part is called Protect. And the third part is called Profit. You're not going to get to the Profit section until you basically make sure you've shored up the Personal section. It's the old put your own mask on first uh, mentality. So please do that. Julie? Yes. So I have a great email that just came in uh, very recently. And I apologize if I screw your name up. I absolutely never intend to do this. It's either Riley or Rylia from Michigan, I believe. And... Uh, she wrote, hello, Tim. I'm, a, I'm an avid follower of your podcast. 
I enjoy listening to you and your wife. Thank you for that. I am reaching out to you because I need your help. Brand new agent, just got my license in March and have a two-year contract with Remax. You have mentioned it will be market-based on skill set. However, due to being a new agent and lack of experience, I'm having a tough time trying to figure out where to begin especially when everyone else is not confident in the future market. I'm not discouraged being 24. I'm actually really optimistic, even though I'm just taking this time to learn how to adjust to the market. I quit my job in the dental field to just crush it in real estate. I know and have prepared myself. It doesn't just happen overnight, but I am extremely motivated. I need help staying in the game and becoming a successful agent. I look forward to hearing from you. Written with a three-year-old hanging on me. Sorry for this email is not very formal. We, we appreciate that. We have our six-year-old hanging on us frequently. So, Riley, we have a question for you. What the hell are you thinking? Don't you realize we're in a depression and you decide to get into real estate? Are you crazy, woman? Are you crazy, woman? I mean, you, your timing could not have been worse. I mean, what were you thinking? That's a joke. It's a joke. We love you. <laughs> we're just giving you a hard time. We love you even though you're in Michigan and we're Ohio people and we're supposed to fundamentally dislike each other. But you see, we're flexible. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I want to start out by telling you a story. Okay. And this is a true story. And we think you're say- we're saying your name right, Riley. Okay. Here it is. Um, Julie and I uh, have been married for since Julie was 20 and I was 21. We bought our first house when we were in college. We started selling real estate shortly thereafter. Our first year in the business, in a market, not like this, because there was never been a market like this, but definitely not a good market, definitely not a strong market, a buyer's market at best. We sold over 100 houses our first year, 103 to be exact. When we did that, and when we were younger than you, and you know, looked like we were about you know, still in high school, we, we were competing with other agents. Most of the, if not all the business that we took we were taking, because we had no center of influence in past clients. Nobody gave us any business. We had no family members in real estate. We had no legs up. We had no home runs. We had just a bunch of series of base hits. That's what we did, 103 base hits, which is what you should focus on as well. We didn't even know about BPOs then. So all of our money and our sales came from just doing transactions. And every single deal we did was competing. Not a single time did we have a single easy... Well, no, that's not true. My friend from high school... The first listing. Carl. Yes. We we had a lucky day. The, uh, you know, and other than him, okay, one out of 103 was okay. lucky. All the And his was hard to sell because it always smelled like beer because he liked to make beer in his house. No, not to mention a triple roof and beams in the basement. You yeah. can't even make it up. How the house was. was not easy to sell. No. <laughs> All right. But moral of the story with what we're trying okay. to tell you here is is we had to learn how to compete on the job. We had no coaching program. We had no mentor. We had nobody trying. There was nothing like there is now. There was no internet, Riley. Can you imagine that? A world without internet? You're 24. No, you cannot. Okay? So this is back in the old times. We used to write contracts on cave walls. And you, <laughs> Practically. You had to sign using, with your hands. Using print. a rock. <laughs> using a rock, right? Was, well, but to be truthful, you know, the MLS wasn't even online yet. No. Remember when people right. freaked MLS, out about that? MLS books. Uh, anyway, yeah, okay, digress. so we digress. That was a little bit too far, though. Yeah. So the reason I'm telling you this is because since then, we, you know, in our real estate career, which lasted, a, you know, a decade, we always sold between 100 and 200 homes per year, and then we sort of accidentally got into the coaching business because a whole bunch of other reasons that I won't bore you with. Punchline is what we did then is applying more now than really it ever has been before because we're in this transitioning market. And Riley, I want you to hear the real important thing that I told you. And Julie, I I know what you're looking for. I'll pull it up. Mm -hmm. Um, We had to compete for every single piece of business that we got. Nobody gave us anything except Carl, that listing Julie told you about. Everything other than that, we had to work for. And you have to do the same thing. 
The mistake, um, and I'm, I personally, and you're a millennial, and I don't hold the biases against millennials like it's culturally normal to. I've not really discovered too many lazy millennials, to be honest with you. I've not, I don't buy into that. I, I personally, I think the millennials that are coming up, the people I talk to that are in their 20s and 30s, I very rarely don't, uh, am I not impressed with how they think and how, you know, they're, they have this sense of not wanting to screw around that is the older you get or the, when, I, when we're dealing with people, frankly, that are Julie and I's age, they have this mindset, me, what would it be, Julie? Malaise that they have yeah. to cut through. Millennials, a lot of them. Well, analysis paralysis. Yeah. You that's, know, getting out of, having to get out of their own way, taking too long to do it. You need to do more research. Right. Younger you know. people. And I think it's because a lot of the people that are our age have been brainwashed for decades and have gone through this whole, you know, mindset movement thing. And they've normalized it to the point where they think it's like it's the way you have to think, like you have to have passion to be successful and, and all these other touchy feely things. It makes it almost impossible for them to ever be successful because they can't see through their own mental malaise. And that's what definitely happens. But when I personally, when I deal with folks your age, I don't find that generally speaking, uh, they're anything other than observant and urgent. And I appreciate that. So you, the reason I'm telling you that is because you have youth. And you have, hopefully, energy and enthusiasm on your side. Motivated. Motivated, yes. So here, and Julie, you didn't get this part, but I'll, nope. um, I'm going to read what I wrote back to her, okay? Yep. Okay, this is exactly what I wrote. I'm going to even read it with any typos I may have put in. Hi, we are going to respond to your email on today's show, and we may, new, we may use your name just to make you queasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, here, here's what the answer will be. Okay, you're in Michigan. There are loads of expireds. Number one, you're in Michigan. There are loads of expireds. Learn how to pick up the phone. Learn how to sell. You have to develop skills. I think, Riley, you've been clear on that if you listen to the show. Number two, I told you to do BPOs and give yourself a financial base. So I'm going to talk about BPOs because this is relevant to all of you. This is so important and so critical. And I want you guys right now to text the word BPO to 31996. Just text the word BPO to 31996. BPOs are going to give you a financial floor. Um, We've done podcasts on BPOs before. It's what every single one of you, no matter how you know financially well off you think you are, um, why you need to do it. Because the BPOs will give you, essentially, if you do three a day and you do it seven days a week, or if you do five a day and you'll do it five days a week, will give you a financial uh, base of $5,000 a month. And an average BPO, once you know what you're doing, it's going to uh, take you probably about 30, maybe 45 minutes to do it, start, and then you can ratchet it back as you get more experienced at it. A BPO, a broker price opinion, is in, in essence, what is a, an elaborate CMA. BPOs are ordered for a whole variety of reasons. BPOs generally pay starting at about 50 bucks and depending on what you're doing and depending on what you ask for, sometimes they pay over 100 bucks, okay? I just gave you the facts. Every single one of you need to be doing BPOs, but here's the problem. We've been saying this now consistently as directly as we could for the, since essentially the wheels came off the wagon in early March. What are we discovering? Not very many of you are paying attention because you're all telling yourselves you'll either wait around to see if Julie and I were right, you're going to wait around to see about what's going to happen next in the, in the economy and housing, or you're just basically hoping and praying that somebody on a white horse is going to ride in and save your financial future, neither of which are going to happen. Oh, and the third fantasy that some of you guys are um, enjoying is the belief that somehow there's going to be a bounce back and everything's going to be quote unquote normal again. None of those things are true. You guys have to realize that the government is only going to be able to give you a lifeline and eventually that's going to break and you're going to be having to essentially stand on your own two feet again. 
That is what's going to happen probably by third quarter, fourth quarter of this year. These programs, even though they'll still be offered, are probably not going to be as easily obtained. And more important, they're probably going to not be so um, lucrative because the unemployment, for example, in some cases is overpaying or people can earn more unemployment than they can working. And that's going to create headwinds to people wanting to go back and work. And the government's already talking about that. It's going to become a political hot button. So there might be unemployment, but it's just going to barely be a living wage. The point is, is don't be thinking that essentially being on the dole is a long-term plan for survival as we work through this you know, abnormal market. It's not. You're going to have to get back to work. Now, with BPO companies, there are only so many BPO companies and each of these BPO companies only needs so many agents in each market. Once the BPO companies have their agents selected in each of their markets, you are done. You're not going to be able to do any BPOs for them. It's going to be too late. You lose. That's what happened and ha happened back in 0708, and that's what happens and it's going to happen now. Now, a lot of the BPOs, and again, I know I'm speaking you know, Chinese to you guys, unless, of course, you speak Chinese, then I guess maybe I'm not, but anyway. So what a lot of you guys need to realize is a lot of the BPO companies are also the gateway to REOs, the distressed property. In Riley, in Michigan, hello, I, anywhere in Michigan, this, if I know you haven't been in the business for like nothing amount of time, but the reality of it is, is your market is going to go strong, distressed, probably towards the end of the year. Even with the mortgage forbearance programs, guys, the unemployment thing is the killer. That's what's going to be the problem. Don't confuse yourself into believing anything else. Don't believe the happy talk. If people don't have jobs, if people aren't feeling optimistic, if the lack of optimism comes from essentially the lack of employment. But even if you're not unemployed, you're still not going to feel that optimistic because you're going to know somebody is unemployed. And as long as, for example, there's going to be a little bounce back in the housing market that's going to happen, we hope, and probably June, maybe July, and then everybody is going to start buckling down again. You watch. Just remember what your coach or your future coach told you. All anticipation of the virus coming back in earnest in the fall. And they're already trying to make this some sort of two-headed monster and saying it's going to, you know, basically it's going to be the normal flu and it's going to be coronavirus and God knows what's going to happen and all the rest of it, blah, 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 doomsday stuff. That's what you're going to start hearing, the headwinds that are going to take people back out of the market. They're not going to feel comfortable and confident. And when people don't feel comfortable and confident, they don't spend money, even if they have money to spend. They keep their powder dry out of fear. Uncertainty causes inaction, and that's what we're headed for. Yes. So, And I know it seems counterintuitive. You know, there, there can be these things that are happening at the same time. Temporarily, you have less inventory. Temporarily, your product is moving. Prices aren't coming down that much. However, that is a very, very temporary situation considering even if all you look at is the unemployment numbers. So those two things can be happen happening simultaneously, which I know seems really weird that you can have that with being on that, you know, the train on those tracks. So you have to protect yourself now by taking massive action. And don't just grab, use your common sense. What Julie and I are telling you, what we always tell you, is the stone cold truth based on common sense. We're not trying to politicize. You got, Some of you guys, oh, I got this nasty ass email. Someone had listened to something we'd said and was trying to basically throw us in some, you know, in this case, it was a lefty bucket, which we're definitely not. But you guys who are trying to run your information through politicized filters, you're the ones that are going to get screwed the most because you're the ones that are easiest to manipulate. 
right? So do not listen to what we're saying and think that somehow Julie and I are trying to swing your political opinions or your biases. We don't even give much of a rat's ass about that, truthfully. What we're focused on is helping you guys. We want you, here's, I'll tell you what's motivating me, this little image I put in my head of how many of you aren't listening to us and because of that, you're not going to be able to buy your kids Christmas presents. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. You have to survive long enough to thrive. That is just a fact, Jack. But that's the visualization yeah. I'm giving myself. I absolutely agree with that. To keep my energy and enthusiasm and make it so that I can still basically, you know, Sleep at night, reach yeah. through the, the, <laughs> the radio wires here and grab yeah. their throats and make them pay attention, you know? That's right. But I'm wondering how many of you have, like Riley, that little three-year-old you've got, are you going to be able to buy that kid toys for Christmas this year? Don't just assume you are. If you're worried about making your house payment and you're worried about, you know, buying food, you know, don't just assume you're going to have the financial ability to do that. Look, when I was growing up, there were many Christmases where we didn't have Christmas presents. So I know what that feels like from a kid's perspective. It's not good. So I wonder how many of you guys are actually listening to what we're saying and going to take action on this. I wonder how many of you are actually, you know, just going to sit around and wait and hope. Oh, no, Tim, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make some more videos. I'm going to, look, I'm not going to get on my soapbox about all the fluffery and it is hard for me not to, that so many of you guys have embarked in in the past, boom. But you got to understand in this market, the skills that you have to have. This is a skills-based market, guys. It's not a relationships-based market anymore. And if you're just trying to attach yourself to the relationship side of things, center of influence, past clients, social networking, videos, be honest with yourself. The reason you're doing that stuff is because it requires no skill and there's no chance of being rejected. You're doing it because you're being intellectually lazy, which is going to result in you having financial pain. True or false, Julie? It's absolutely true. That's, you know, we're trying to save you guys from that. Absolutely not political in any way. So, so, so Riley, the third point I told you in this email was apply for unemployment. You'll get it $2,400 a month probably. I told you to do that. If your husband, spouse, whatever, you know, that... If that's the case, if he's or you know, you know, partner is self-employed, then obviously you can do that too for them. Uh, number four is apply for an SBA PPP loan. Number five, um, I want you to seriously consider. You said you were with Remax; it's a great brokerage. Julie and I were with Remax as well um, for basically our entire career. But we want all of you guys to consider looking hard at what your broker options are. That's the other thing. Someone, again, I get these emails all the time. They're asking me about helping them. Where do I cut money? And then they were talking about I'm spending money on this. I'm spending money on the other thing. And they weren't even focused on the two things they were spending the most money on because they didn't think like this. And I said, so how much I, I had, I tried to do this in text and they didn't, they didn't get it. They, were, they didn't realize how much money they were paying their broker. And I had to go through the numbers. I had to explain to them and show them all the different ways that they were losing money paying their broker. They had no clue. Oh, Tim, what are you talking about? I'm on a you know 75, you know 25 split or an 80 20 split. Okay, what about the six percent royalty fee? What about this? What about the other thing? Da, 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 da. And by the way, all those bills come due you know at a really inconvenient time like now. And so tell me about what you're doing about all that expenses and why is you're not considering that a fee you're paying your broker. And then when you show them that in most cases, even like a, an average normal you know, agent that's maybe selling, you know, making 40 to 60,000 gross per year, they're usually paying their broker somewhere between 15 and 20% when you add in all the junk fees and add in the commission splits and they don't realize it. They're losing a third of their income for what? A lot it's, of them, if you ask them, can't even do the math. They just say, well, I just get the check that I get. They can't even explain their way out of those fees. And top, top producers, you guys are the worst. worst. The yeah. worst. I have had this oh, past wow. week, this is Friday, I've had probably six conversations with top producers. Every single one but one, because they did the math before they called me. Every single one but one. 
uh, did not know what the real numbers were and were just attached. Tim, I have a secret, you know, handshake split with my broker where I'm getting 93%. And, you know, I'm like, and they're with Berkshire, okay? And I was like, okay, well, let's do the math. And they, no, 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 it's 93%. Okay, how much did you sell last year? What's your average commission? They fortunately knew both of those because the information was in the MLS and they had a spreadsheet. Then I did a little math. I said, this is how much money you made. Now, what was your 1099 or what was your, you know, how much money did you actually make? And then I figured out what percentage it was. And it sure as hell wasn't what they thought. Okay. Every single time you guys don't realize how much you're overpaying. So if you want to know the easiest way to put more money in your pocket after, frankly, you've taken advantage of all these government programs, the quickest way is to move to eXp Realty because you're going to end up paying less and they give you multiple streams of income. And if you're a broker, you guys know what's going on. Most brokers in the country have less than a 3% margin. We have coached and mentored and trained many brokerages over the years. Unless you have huge scale, and I mean like a big national brand, and frankly, you're a franchisor, unless you're somebody who's really big, you're not making any money in this market. Matter of fact, you're, you're having to earn money from your sweat of your own brow, broker, you know who I'm talking about, you, just to keep the lights on your in your office. You're literally working to give agents a place to work. You you have essentially formed a welfare state in your own yeah. business. You you are running using, a nonprofit. You're running a nonprofit. Congratulations. Now you know what it's like. Okay? That's the truth. Does that make sense? Do you think brokers, do you think that's going to get better or worse over the coming months if you had to guess? How about the coming years? Oh, oh, I get it. You're believing in a V-shaped recovery despite the facts that there is, is not going to be one. Even the big proponents of the V-shaped recovery from two months ago are now saying, best case, it's going to be a U-shape. And now everyone's saying it's going to be an L-shape. I'll give you guys a quick education in uh, economics. An L-shaped is called a depression and a long-term recovery. That's what pretty much everyone is conceding to that it's going to be. If you're a broker, and you know you're on your heels. You know you've burned through your two or three months worth of savings, if you even had it to begin with. You want to have a graceful exit. I've got one for you, where you could probably, by the way, make more money and have 90% fewer headaches. It's called EXP Realty. Text me. We'll have a private conversation about this. 512-758-0206. If you guys are not ready, <laughs> to be confronted and have a real drill down conversation with me. I understand. Just text the word EXP to 31996. Just text the word EXP to 31996. So, um, Riley, and we're pretty sure we're saying your name right. Hopefully we answered all your questions. But Riley, I want you to go back to the first thing that Julie and I talked about because it's the most important thing. Don't be intimidated by your, you know, don't think that somehow you don't have what it takes because I promise you that you do. And here's the thing that's counterintuitive, but getting your real estate license now, getting into the business now is actually an advantage because if you had gotten in the business you know, two, three years ago when essentially everyone was just using their centers of influence and past clients and the sellers were just basically choosing who to sell their houses and the buyers who to work with based on relationships, you would have had a lot more work because you don't have any of those relationships going for you. You would have been at a huge disadvantage. In a market like this, what happens is the top producing agents oftentimes are not the top producing agents at the other end of a market like this because they did not want to call their centers of influence and past clients and, and tell them the bad news because they did not learn how to tell them the bad news, how to have tough conversations with their sellers. They did not learn how to have tough conversations with their sellers about lowering their prices. They don't know how to overcome the objection that any buyer has about why should I buy a house now? 
you know, I don't want to catch a falling knife. They didn't learn the skills because they were so dependent on the one thing, which is centers of influence and past clients, and they never learn to back it with any real skills. So Riley, your time is actually perfect. Timing is perfect, provided you absolutely drill down and learn what other people won't learn. And when you do what you don't want to do, when you don't want to do it at the highest level, you will have ever-increasing long-term levels of success. Julie. Yes. So for example, a colleague of yours, Benjamin Million, this is right off of our private uh, coaching members Facebook page. Good morning, everyone. I'm Benjamin. I'm a new realtor with EXP Realty. Ha, just like you, Riley. But uh, Benjamin's in Orlando, Florida. I got my license a month and a half ago. I've closed two deals so far, and I'm closing another one on the 30th. Hope to learn from everyone here. So welcome to Benjamin. You are in good company, Riley. So Benjamin's taken action. He's involved with our coaching. He's on the Facebook page. One of the things that we do in coaching is we celebrate your victories together, and we highlight what caused those victories so you can learn and recreate from each other. We do coaching calls every single day. So back to you, Tim. Just had to you know give Benjamin a little shout out because he is just as new as Riley, close to with another one coming. Well, you know what? It's difficult sometimes for us to celebrate. I mean, that's uh, oh, you had this. This is from Chet. Okay, we have something else to read. Yeah. Are you not going to use this name? I love embarrassing people. It's a hobby. <laughs> this is a good thing, so he won't be embarrassed. Okay. This is from one of our elite coaching clients. So we have different levels of coaching, of course, and this is from one of my clients. I. I does a great job with handwritten cards. And this one came to me. Julie, thank you for all of your help. I appreciate your guidance and commitment to your students through uh, good times and strange times. I'm thankful to have someone like you in my corner, wishing you and your family safety, health, and prosperity in the rest of 2020 and beyond. Best from Chet. So thank you for that, Chet. And thanks for being a great coaching client that takes action. And you just told me Chet put how many in contract? Oh, he, this was after the celebration of just... Um, closing his latest one, right right in the midst of what happened in March. So one of the things Chet did, I thought this was great, he took a picture, he's using it on uh, his just sold postcards, of him uh, with a face mask on, crawling out of a crawl space during a home inspection during a world pandemic, showing (laughs) that, you know what, we're here to help you, we're going to get the job done. So he didn't give up. And and you know what, I got to say that deal that Chet did was not the easiest thing in the world and persevered right up to the day of closing it had weird issues and still got it done right um what do we have any other emails to read um i mean we always have some but those were the ones i had queued up okay and, we, and as far as the the headlines and whatnot make sure you guys are just reading our uh, main website timandjulieharris.com we love your emails we love your feedback and what i was going to say before julie is it mm-hmm. does feel kind of like you know when we're so many of our coaching clients are really doing fantastic right now. Yes. They're making more money. Some because, of them are having the best quarters ever. That's right. Because, and, and that sounds crazy, but we have so many coaching clients that have been with us for years, in some case decades, and they yes. were already doing the things that they didn't want to do and they didn't want to do at the highest level. They already right. had developed the skill set. And now there's this big vacuum in the marketplace where the marketplace desperately needs agents that know how to solve a multitude of problems. That's right. And most agents, oh my gosh, I'm starting to see this again. The, just the absolute insanity of the, some of the things you guys think. I went to a, a seller's house. This is one I responded to. Uh, you know, I went to a seller's house. The seller you know, had the, the description of why the seller had to sell was an absolutely motivated seller. So they had to sell their house. The agent decided, and this was a newer agent, obviously I could tell by how they were thinking, or at least an agent that did not have a lot of skill, if I'm being direct. The agent got into some sort of you know, mental fisticuffs with the seller about pricing the house. Now, I want, to, you want you guys to think about this. We're in this weird transitioning time. The seller's feeling under a lot of stress. 
The seller has to sell the house in this particular example and learn the difference between a motivated seller and learn how to ask questions, know what the seller's financial situation is. But based on just reading this thing on Facebook, the seller was motivated. This agent, because they couldn't get the seller to lower their price based on the initial list price of like 30 grand, this agent pridefully rejected the listing. The agent was bragging uh. On Facebook, with a whole bunch of other agents saying, that's right, you showed him. No, that's dumb. You don't do that. That's called dumb. That's called career and financial suicide. What you need to learn instead is what to say in in situations like that, which is going to be all of the situations like that in a transitioning market. If you do not know, you do not have the skill set to essentially work with sellers that are gonna essentially take adversarial positions against you. And some of you have taken listings in the past 10 years. How hard was it to price? You overpriced it by a little bit, put it in the MLS and it sells with multiple offers. Those days are over. Maybe they'll come back, but I think they're over. They're over probably. There's gonna be a little boom that we're all gonna feel when essentially the country starts you know, coming out of quarantine. But after that, it's gonna come back. I promise you, it's inevitable. It just makes sense. So you're going to need to learn how to price. But the agent thinking that it was a win for them to reject helping a seller that had to sell their house because somehow they were standing on some moral high ground about pricing was insane. Yes. If they have to sell, you have to help them. Yeah, that's, that's the, the rule. rule, right? <laughs> that's the rule. You know, and here's, here's the second sin. That's the first really big one. The second sin was celebrating that on Facebook. Let's say that that agent has a listing appointment this weekend with somebody who doesn't really personally know them that well and starts Googling and, and then finds them on Facebook bragging about how they treated that seller. Well, that's a good point. That's but, just but in this case, he was in a private page. So well, I I'm just it. saying it's, yeah. it's the optics of it that you don't realize the trailing effects when you act like that. Exactly. But just, Julie, the, the thing... real that, estate karma is a real thing. Yeah, it is. But when, <laughs> I was re- when I was reading this, like I was reading this agent pridefully yeah. saying... Hey, look, what what do they get from that? Nothing. They didn't get a listing. Ego they didn't get, gratification, I they, suppose, they temporarily. Right. They didn't get the opportunity to help people. But then what was, it, it didn't surprise me, but it sort of saddened me. Mm-hmm. Or all the agents afterwards that piled on yes. thinking that it was a righteous support real estate. You did the right thing. The market has enough overpriced listings. I mean, all these Mickey Mouse comments from inexperienced agents who are losing sight of the fact that that agent didn't have the skill set to price it correctly. That agent didn't have the skill set to have a um, high-level conversation with that seller to counsel them about the nature of the market. They just didn't know how to. So they thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to reject you, Mr. Seller. Well, they made it all about them. Yeah, they did. That's called ego, by the way. Yeah. Right? I mean, at the end of the day, that's really what that is. And, And guys, look, you don't have to be afraid in a market like this. You don't have to in any way think that you can't survive and thrive in a market like this. You can. Your biggest obstacle, and frankly, it's as we were talking with Riley, it's the longer you're in this business, the harder, you know, and the more you're essentially indoctrinated into these little cults of, you know, social networking and having to make yourself famous and all these, you know, I have to be, a, I have to brand myself. As long as you guys continue to go into those types of environments where you think that stuff is necessary, and you know it's not, and fundamentally, in your core, you know it's not, you're just avoiding the real work of real estate. You're just avoiding learning the skills that are necessary for you to thrive in a market like this, and you won't make it. Your brokerage won't make it. There's no two ways about it. This, this, is, a, this is a world-ending event for some of you, okay? 
You just won't make it through the market. And look, I said something a second ago, and I felt it emotionally. I wonder if all of you guys did. If you're looking for the best way to break through your own egotistical BS, I want you to seriously envision the faces of your kids or your spouse or whoever this Christmas when you can't give them anything, where you don't have the food on the table at, you know, Christmas synagogue or Christmas, you know, whatever your religion is. It doesn't matter. Don't get all wrapped up in this. But the point is, is the end of the year when people are supposed to be celebrating this year, it's going to be incredibly abnormal for all the reasons we've been telling you guys about the pandemic being the biggest one, the financial crisis being another. You don't have to participate in those bad experiences. You can choose now, months ahead of this happening, to absolutely take action, learn the skills necessary for this new market. And you don't have to have these horrible memories that are going to be forever in your head and the heads of the people you love because you should have taken better care of them. Are you listening, listeners? Am I, am, I, am I cutting through your BS? Do you feel what I'm talking about? I mean, what are you thinking, Julie? Well, I mean, they have an opportunity to take action now, but that clock is ticking. So don't wait. Don't wait around to see what happens. Don't take a break and sit back. You know, peel yourself away from, I mean, we know you're watching an average of eight hours a day of, what is it, Netflix, Netflix. Hulu, what have you. Yeah. So, you know, I guess eventually you could run out of programs, you get all caught up, but <laughs> why would you wait? I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. So look, guys, if there's anything we can do for you, you know, we're not going to change our style. We're not going to change our message. We're not going to tell you things just to make you feel good. We're going to tell you things that we know sometimes will make you feel bad. And we're not wanting to make you feel bad, but sometimes you have to feel bad to listen. Because if you don't feel bad, if no one tells you that you your skills suck, when your skills suck and everyone's just telling you you're you know, you're going to do great no matter what happens and everyone's behind you and we're all just big supportive, you know, now go walk on some coals and work on your mindset and discover your big why. We're lying to you because that stuff doesn't work. It's just all mental masturbation that people can enjoy when it's a good seller's market and everybody's making money. But in a transitioning market like this, click, 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 you have to get to war. You have to get to battle. You have to get to work. So please take this stuff seriously, guys. Please don't delay on this. And we're not going to change our style. Some of you have been commenting that we're scaring people. Good. They need to be scared. Seriously. Seriously. got to do it. They need to be scared. Everyone else wants to make you feel good. Go to those people if you want to feel good. Come to us if you want to hear the truth. Well, here's the thing. You're going to feel good when you've taken care of your income for your family. Yes. Okay. So a miraculous thing happens to your mindset when you've got a lot of income coming in. It kind of takes care of itself. That's right. You have to earn your freedom to, quote, work on your mindset. You're going to have your problems. Don't make finances one of them, okay? You're going to have, there's going to be headwinds in all of our lives. We're all experiencing this together, but don't make your finances one of them. Making your finances a problem compounds the other problems by a billion fold. It'll make everything worse. Having more money makes everything better. There's no aspect of life that does not come, uh, become better the more money you have. And any of you who believe that's not true, it's because you've never had money before. Trust me when I tell you, coming from a kid that was a very poor kid, that having more money is vastly better than being poor. There are no upsides to being poor. No, no benefits whatsoever. There are no special well, attributes. It's not sustainable, first of all. Well, sure no. it is. People make a lifestyle of it. Well, I suppose at some point you you uh, just accept it, but I guess that's a different philosophy. Yes. So, guys, listen. Take action on these things. If you are ready to move to EXP or at least want to have a real important drilled down conversation about what needs to happen in your brokerage, your team, 
and it's urgent because it is urgent. We're essentially into month two here, and you know as well as I do, a lot of you guys are running out of money. Text me directly, 512-758-0206. If you're EXP curious and you're just wanting to essentially you know, learn what there is for you to learn about it, see if it's a good fit for you, just text the word EXP to 31996. And I'm going to give you uh, another one. Every single one of you, Riley, need to be learning how to do BPOs. So text the word BPO to 31996. Text the word BPO to 31996. And the first thing we told you guys about is how to get into the free coaching program where we give the Ultimate Agent Survival Guide. Text the word survival to 31996. There it is. We've given you guys lifelines. We've just told you what to do. We've given you 45 minutes of hopeful, edu- hopefully education. And examples of people who have had that success. Right. Education, motivation. Now it's up to you guys. This is the purpose of our podcast and everything we do. Educate you, get you into motivated, uh, feeling motivated because now you know what to do. And But ultimately, it comes to the third word, which we always say to you guys, which is getting, in you, getting you into action. And if you're not willing to do that, then there's no point in you being educated. There's no point in you, you know, essentially acting like you're motivated because you're not going to do anything with it. If you can't, if you need to channel something that's going to force you into accepting the fact that you're going to have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, visualize the image I gave you about the holiday season and uh, essentially you having severe scarcity in your life. Visualize that. Oh, Tim, I don't want to visualize it because I'll, I'll create it. No, not visualizing it means you're going to create it. So do yourself a favor. Experience, even for a second, the psychological pain of what that level of failure would feel like and see if that doesn't scare you straight because it will for most of you, okay? Hopefully this helps you guys. Hopefully we're on the right, you were you know, messaging you guys in such a way that you'll listen to us. Listen to all of our past podcasts at timandjulieharris.com on Stitcher, over on iTunes. Thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in the nation. God bless all of you. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.